It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. By the way, how freaking good is Edwin Diaz? I mean, you kind of look at this guy right now and say, is this too good to be true, or is this really the guy that we envisioned upon this trade? Like, is this really what this guy can remain at? I'm trying to just enjoy the ride and not be some skeptical douche and say, ah, don't worry, Edwin Diaz is going to screw us one day. I don't want to say it, even though I know deep down we all kind of fear it. But this guy has been, I think we could say it now, Hoff, he's the best closer in baseball. Oh, no question. And and just to piggyback off of, I, I will say it, he's phenomenal. It's twofold. First of all, we saw how bad he was when he first came to the Mets. Was he really? He had some bad moments, but when he first came to this team, he wasn't terrible. He just had a bit. He had some really bad rough patches, which made him really bad, and you couldn't justify the trade of giving up a Kelnick and bringing in a Robert Cano contract. And with the Will Ponds being who they are, being so you know cash, you know was not cash rich like Steve Cohen, it made the trade look worse and made Edwin Diaz have all the pressure. Two things now, he's freaking awesome. And on top of that, he's free agent. So now there's like next year's free he's a free agency year. You know, this is he's he could possibly walk at the end of this. So now it's like highlighted the fact that he's this good. Is it because it's a it's it's a free agent year for him, a walk year? I you know I I know that Beningo is always a big proponent of that, and I I know that a lot of guys will have big years and contract years. I don't necessarily know if that's it more than maybe Edwin Diaz is a 100% comfortable now pitching in New York City and B just at the pinnacle of his game. I mean, he throws 98 miles an hour. He's got one of the nastiest sliders in baseball. And here's the thing. And I know this is unquantifiable. Okay. And I may have to eat this at some point in October. Armando Benitez, who I think is the guy that puts the fear of God in all of us, because Armando Benitez was an elite-level closer. Armando Benitez, I could argue, is the greatest regular season closer, pound for pound, in Met history. I can make that argument over anyone you want to come up with. Tug McGraw, John Franco, Jesse Orozco, Billy Wagner. In the regular season, Armando Benitez was amazing. Okay, now hear me out. But in big moments in the regular season... Armando Benitez would show his true colors. And so it was almost a sign of things to come. And obviously we know about October. I don't have to sit here and repeat all of them, whether it's game one against the Yankees, game six against the Braves. I know it was the second inning of work, but the Mets are three outs away from forcing a game seven in the 99 NLCS. And Armando Benitez gives up a game time hit to Ozzie freaking Gian. Like, I'm not going to forget that. The home run to JT Snow against the Giants in 2000. Like, he was the ultimate choke artist when it came to closers, all right? But he used to give us signs of it during the regular season. This year, I'm not talking about the past, this season, Edwin Diaz, to his credit, has given us zero signs that the moment's going to melt him down. And if you remember back to the no-hitter, 
I'm not saying the no-hitter was the end-all be-all for me or the end-all be-all for you, but for that team, for Edwin Diaz, there was pressure when he took them out in the ninth inning to not give up a hit. And so it was kind of like a weird test drive about what the playoffs are going to be like. And I think in the big moments during this regular season, where the Mets are in a pennant race, let's face it, they're in a do-or-die race with the Atlanta Braves. They're, I don't think, ever going to run away with it. I mean, look, they're on pace to win 100 games. They haven't run away with it. This is not 2006. But in every big moment in the regular season that Edwin Diaz has had, he has come up big, which leads me to believe that while he may implode and has imploded in regular spots, it's not equated to the pressure. Armando Benitez blew it in big moments. It was simple. Big moment, he sucks. I don't get that impression with Edwin Diaz. And look, I may have to own that if he's blowing game five of the divisional series. I'm just saying that as we watch him dominate right now, I'm not seeing and this is maybe just wishful thinking, I'm not seeing that the big moments are necessarily getting to him. Okay? How how much of that, and I, I hate to do this because I feel like this is the easiest like follow-up question is, how much does Buck Showalter have to do with that? Because you look at Luis, Luis Rojas, you look at uh, Mickey Calloway, the fact that they had no idea how to use their bullpen, use a guy like Edwin Diaz, you know, he'd work three days in a row. They he'd blow get blown up in one day, and then he'd be back on the mound again the next day, and it'd be like the same situation. It's like at least Buck, I think, understands how to use Edwin Diaz and make him the best. I don't know, honestly, because here's what I would ask you about that. And if this is not a knock on Buck, it's more just trying to answer that honestly. What has he really done differently? With Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz has been great this year. Like, he uses him in closing situations. Sometimes he'll bring him in in the eighth inning like we saw in Los Angeles. Like, I think it's more about Edwin Diaz. And maybe it's just him growing up. Maybe it's the amount of experience he has in New York. Maybe it's just him being at his elitist level at his craft. He's at he's at the top of his game right now. Maybe it's just his confidence. I mean, Edwin Diaz has a swagger to him now. Um so look, I'd love to give Buck credit for a lot of things. But look, here's the thing about Buck, and I'm not ripping him for this. It's an observation. In game two of this doubleheader, another game in which the Mets can't buy a freaking hick, hit, they're fortunate as all hell that they took the lead in the 10th inning. Pete Alonso on an 0-2 pitch gets hit by a pitch. All right? Then there's the error by uh, Michael Gibbons. All right? Commits the error. He then decides, okay, I got a one-run lead in the 10th inning. I got the top of the order coming up. It's the second game of a doubleheader. Yoan Lopez, sink or swim. That's, that's what he decided. Yoan Lopez, sink or swim. And all of us, every single one of us, as he's facing Frankie Schwindel with the bases loaded and one out, is assuming he's going to sink. And we're all going to say, all right, you know what, this sucks, but I get it. Game two of a doubleheader. Just go win Sunday. And it works. And I think our view on Buck is, ah, see, he's a freaking genius. No, he basically said, I'm not going to blow my bullpen out in the second game of a doubleheader. And somehow, Yoan Lopez had the balls of stone, and he got a huge double plan. Eduardo Escobar didn't F it up. And Eduardo Escobar didn't kick the ball around. So, I love Buck. I think he does a lot of things we can't measure as far as confidence with maybe these guys in the room. So to your point about Diaz, who knows? He may have an impact on that that we don't see. But a lot of what happens sometimes is just flat-out luck. The Mets were lucky as hell to win the second game of that doubleheader.
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, listen, luck is good. I'll take luck any day as long as we're winning. Listen, two games, be, we're, we are two games short of 60 wins at the All-Star break. It's freaking amazing. Did you see the numbers, by the way? The, the, uh, I don't know if I have the t- tweet up. Here it is. All right, I thought I had it. The Como had it. Now I lost it. This is the second best record the Mets have had in a regular season going into All-Star break. Win percentage-wise. So, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Now, your thesis is correct, but I am getting so pissed off. And not at you, don't worry. I'm getting so pissed off. Wait, what am I about to say? You you could read my mind? Go ahead. What am I going to say? Is it because they played more games already? Is that something like that? Yeah. (laughs) I know. No, no. And that's okay, Pete. Like, because I'm going to prove that your thesis is fine. So I am so sick of hearing about this record at the All-Star break when they've played a different amount of games than they have in the past. So let's play a different game, okay? It's called the Mets records through 93 games, all right? Because the Mets have played 93 games, and they are 58 and 35, okay? That's their record. Have I confirmed that? Yes. Yeah. 58 and 35 through 93 games. So, Pete... I've had a lot of time on my hands. I decided to take a look at the Mets' best records in their history through 93 games. Not at the All-Star break through 93 games. And guess what? It all fact-checks correctly. It's the second-best record in the franchise's history. (laughs) Here's what I find really interesting. I'm going to show you the other seasons. And it's kind of an exercise in why this season feels so different in many, many ways. So obviously the all-time record is 1986. The team won 108 games that year. Through 93 games, they had a record of 63 and 30. So imagine that. (laughs) The Mets are five games behind the pace of the 1986 Mets a team that won 108 games, and they were up by 14 and a half games in the division. So obviously it was a complete runaway. This is the second best start. Right now they're up by two and a half games, which is incredible because 2006, in which they were 56 and 37, so only two games off the pace, they were 11 and a half games up. The race was over. So sometimes how we feel is determined by how close our race is. I mean, the Mets could win 100 games and not win this division. I think that's very much on the table. I've said that before. Obviously, if they beat the Atlanta Braves when they face them, which they did an admirable job at Atlanta of winning two out of three, then they'll win the division. But they're in a race. Now, one thing I did notice, and I was surprised by this because I don't remember 1988. I was obviously too young. They were also 56 and 37 in 1988. 
but they were only a game and a half up on the Pittsburgh Pirates. So they actually had a smaller lead in 88 than they have now. But that 88 team had a monster September. They won 100 games, and they ran away with it. 1984, a year in which they missed the playoffs, that was like their renaissance year, where they their first breakout season in the Daryl, Doc, Keith Hernandez era, they would get Gary Carter a year later. They also were 56-37. and 37. They were two and a half games up, but they had a very mediocre August, very mediocre September, and even though they won 90 games, they obviously ended up not winning the division. 1990, 1990. They were 55 and 38. So a few games off this pace, and they were a half game out of first place. And then you got the 69 Mets, 53 and 40. They were six games back. Remember, they ran away with it in August and September. They were 44 and 14 in their last 58 games. And then you got the 85 Mets at 53 and 40, and the 1999 Mets at 53 and 40. So right now, by two games, this is the second greatest start in the history of this franchise. And look, As good as this team is, because that 86 team was so amazing, they won 108 games, I think the pace that we're trying to set is the second best pace in the history of the franchise. And really, here's the number I'm looking at. 100 wins. Because if the Mets can win 100 games for only the fourth time in their history, 69, 86, 88, logic would tell me that they they may win the division. (laughs) (laughs) that they have a good chance to win the division, especially because they have so many games against the Atlanta Braves. And I don't know, if they win 100 games and don't win the division, I can at least sleep at night that we won 100 freaking games and somehow we didn't win the division. Like, I can't blame the Mets for that. You almost have to just blame the freaking Washington Nationals for being so inept that they can't put up any kind of fight against the Braves and they did win the game on Sunday. But right now, through 93 games, This is the second best start in the history of the franchise. And I think as we hit to this All-Star break, we as Mets fans need to just remember that. As much of a race as this is, as close as this is, as stressful as things may be, as much as they need to add a reliever or they need to add a DH, this is the second best start in the history of this franchise. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Are you breathing, Pete? Breathe it in. I'm breathing a lot. I'm breathing a ton right now, and I, it, it's a good—it's a good feeling. It's a fresh feeling. It's—I'm not used to this, you know. I know it's freaking crazy. 